You're listening to Radio Influence. Initiate procedure. Okay, the MJ Radio Network. We are go. Stand by for the MJ Morning Show. MJ Morning Show podcast number 32. Fester, I get a text from Legally Blind Mike earlier this week, and it says, MJ, we should do a bit for the MJ Morning Show podcast where I go to a Costco or some store without a mask and see if I can get into a confrontation with someone in the store or the employees. Oh, man. You That's know, not going to end well, Mike. No, 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 no. Listen, you got to know what to do stuff and when not to do stuff. That's the issue with Legally Blind Mike. He's got no filter. He's never had a filter. He still doesn't have a filter. During COVID-19, he doesn't have a filter. See, a bit like that, there's no winning that bit. And there's no funny conclusion, really, to that bit because society is so freaking tired of this. We're so picked over. We're exhausted. Of course, Florida was a little late in the game getting the spike, and now Florida is just an absolute crap fest with the number of COVID-19 cases. Yeah, Fester, not a funny bit to do COVID-19 mask tests at this point. No, I mean, it's not the right time to be making jokes. No, there's nothing funny about it. This has screwed up our lives. It's screwed up everything. I mean, every single person has a story on what COVID-19 has done. i tell you what. Let's call Legally Blind Mike up and let him pitch the bit, and we won't tell him that we've already talked about it, what a stupid idea this is, what an insane, ridiculous concept, and there's no way in hell that we're going to do this, that you got to know when to do a bit, when not to do a bit. What do you say? I would love to hear his logic as to why this will be even remotely funny. All right, so let's call him up, and let's let him pitch it. So we'll, we'll pretend like we're interested in his bit, so we'll let him pitch the bit, and then we'll crap all over him, okay? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Hello. Legally Blind Mike, it's MJ and oh. Fester. No Froggy today. We'll explain later on where the hell Froggy is. Hey, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Um, yeah, doing good. Can't complain. Right. So how I got, I'm fine. So I got your text and you're pitching a bit, a COVID-19 mask bit here. Do me a favor. Fester's on the line. Go ahead and. Pitch the bit and tell us what you want to do, and then we'll uh, we'll figure this out. All right? Okay. Well, the idea idea came from uh, I was listening to your Schnitt show, which uh, you know everybody should from three to six p.m. But anyway, <laughs> thanks for the plug. For several days, <laughs> you had on stories of people. Oh, I feel threatened. Back off. So I thought, well, you know what? Maybe I could do that and get into a confrontation with someone for the podcast to see how. Uh, how that works so you're actively looking for a confrontation mike right well exactly hey legally blind mike hang on a sec i've got the audio here let's play the audio and this dude's name was dan maples and he gets into this crazy confrontation at the costco store down in fort myers and he's not wearing a mask and a lady says please wear a mask and then a guy starts videoing it on his phone and this guy goes absolutely nuts. Here's the audio. You're six feet away from you. You're harassing me. My I'm not harassing you. You're, you're I coming feel close threatened. to me. You're coming close Back to me. Back off! Threaten me again! Back the f*** 
Now put your phone down. Fester, the guy just goes absolutely nuts. Back off! I feel threatened! Back the F off! I mean, the guy just goes ballistic. That elevated really quickly. That guy was, he was doing what Mike is trying to do. I think he was looking for a fight. I think he meant to say that escalated very quickly, but I'll take elevated. The guy's name is Dan, (laughs) the guy's name is Dan Maples, Fort Myers, and he got fired from his job at Ted Todd Insurance Agency, where apparently... I'm not making, I know it's. I know it's it sounds like it's joke. Name yeah. of an insurance. Hello, agency. I'm calling from Ted Todd Insurance. I'd uh, like to sell you some auto insurance. Uh, no, Ted Todd Insurance. It's a real place. The dude apparently was the top producing insurance agent, and they fired him after the fiasco at Costco. I don't get it. I, I don't know why this guy went completely ballistic. LBM, you want to do something similar, correct? Oh yes, absolutely. I'm ready to go. I want to. <laughs> Get down and have somebody scream at me, curse at me, the whole nine yards. We we want to get this done. Do you want to also lose your job at Ted Todd Insurance? All right, listen. Whoa, uh, they're hiring. <laughs> hey, uh, LBM, Yep. that is not going to happen. I- I'm sorry, man. I'm going to have to let you have it here, but that is the dumbest freaking idea. There is no way we're going to joke about masks and COVID-19. You never quite had a filter, did you, LBM? No. No, never. I guess that's not one of my strong suits. I, nope, no filter. You understand that that is a dumb idea and we're not going to do it? Oh, come on. Right, LBM, come listen. On, just- oh, dude, dude, during COVID-19, this thing has wrecked so many lives. This thing has screwed the economy. It's screwed up school and graduations, and it has made people tense. People are, are having mental issues. People are committing suicide, let alone all of the folks that are testing positive, people who have died. What about the businesses that have suffered, people losing jobs? Fester, you want to jump in? Oh, what about our podcast? We now have to do it from our houses. We can't even see each other in the same studio. Legally Blind Mike, that is the dumbest freaking idea. We're not doing it. And Do you understand why that's not a good idea, that there are some things that you just don't F with, you don't screw around with something like COVID-19, that there's, there's no humor. There's, there's no humor in COVID-19. I'm sorry. You know, some people might think differently. Some people <laughs> might get mad, but other people might like it. We're not screwing around with COVID-19. I'm not sending you to Walmart or Costco without a mask so you can get into a fight. Not going to happen. All right? I still think it's a good idea. No, it's not a good idea. Go, no. Goodbye. No. Legally, goodbye. Bye-bye. Jesus. I mean, what the, Fester, what the hell is he thinking? Well, see, what happens is Mike knows how he thinks it's going to go. You can't predict what other people are going to do. Somebody's going to punch him. Somebody's going to hit him. My God. And, you know, he's legally blind. Somebody will hit him so hard he'll turn fully Ray Charles blind. I'm not going to let Poor bastard. Jeez. You think he'd mature a little bit after all of these years? But no, yeah. it's the same legally blind Mike. Speaking of maturity, you know who else has not matured much? Who? Uh, Froggy. <laughs> Where the heck is he? So he goes on vacation to some remote cabin in the woods. I don't even know where the hell it is. I think it's in the Carolinas. So he goes on a vacation, doesn't tell us until today. Hey, guys, I got no cell service. I tried to text you all morning. It says won't send. I, and then he finally gets an email through to us that says, I don't think I'm going to be able to do the podcast today because I can't get any Internet service. Isn't it his father-in-law's cabin? I think this is his first trip to the cabin. And yeah, it's a family property, but 
this he he went there with the best of intentions of being on the program tonight, you know, recording with us, having internet, you know, and uh, it just didn't work out. When he got there, he plugs in and realizes, oh crap, I can't connect. What about you? Either have internet or you don't. He cannot even get service to send a text. We can't even get him on the phone. It goes right to voicemail. Why the hell would he assume that he would have internet? Didn't his father-in-law tell him, hey, by the way, we don't have internet, and your cell phones won't work at all up here in the cabin. In the Where the hell is the place anyway? Is it South Carolina, North Carolina? Where is it? I think it's in North Carolina, in or around the town of Brevard, which is in western North Carolina yeah, in the yeah. mountains. I've heard of Brevard. And yeah. not, not Brevard County, Florida, Brevard, North Carolina. North Carolina, right. And this is the first time, wait a minute, he's been married to Kim for how many years? They've got two kids. Is the first time the father-in-law invited them to the cabin? This is a new property. They used to have the old cabin. I didn't know, but I didn't even know about the old cabin. All right, so this is a and new cabin. The old cabin had everything. This is a new property, I think, and I think it's his first time there. Hey, do you remember the Seinfeld episode? Doesn't George burn down the relative or the father-in-law's cabin or something? Was that the episode? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You ought to burn the cabin down. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. By the way, Michelle and I, we started a couple of months ago watching all of the Seinfeld episodes. They're all on Hulu. And my dad has a family Hulu plan, so he gave us the password or signed us up. And we've been watching every Seinfeld. We're all we're halfway through season eight already. We have like 12 more episodes to watch in season eight. And then it's season nine, and that's the last of Seinfeld. So we're going to watch every single Seinfeld episode. I'll tell you right now, you think you saw them all? There are about a dozen episodes that I never, ever saw. Even with the ubiquity of Seinfeld in syndication, a dozen episodes I've never seen. And then there are many, which I I forgot a lot of the funny stuff that pops up in the episodes. You know, every time I think of Seinfeld, I think about our morning show, you had Jerry Seinfeld's cell number. Oh, man, that goes back to BJ days, MJ and BJ morning show. What do you remember about that, Fester? Okay, I remember one time we got him on the line, and he answers, hello? And, of course, we put him on hold to try to get him on the show. Right, but here's the deal. We were calling him in Malibu. We had the phone number to his Malibu house. He had a New York apartment and a Malibu place. We were calling him at like 7.30 Tampa time, 4.30 in the morning L.A. time, and we called him probably half a dozen times. And then the last time we ever called him, he picks up, and what do you remember, Fester? I remember we called the number early, he picked up, and... Hello! (laughs) And then, did you put him on hold and talk to him off the air for a second? No, I might remember better than you. What happened was we had already previously called him a bunch of times. He knew it was some radio show calling from somewhere. He just didn't know where. We were uh, doing the Star 67 caller ID block. He coaxed it out of us, and I I rolled the dice. I knew that it probably wasn't going to end well, but I thought it was maybe worth the chance. He says, all right, guys, tell me who you are. I'd love to know. I I love funny morning radio or something to that effect. And I'm like, uh, should I tell him who we are? This could go one of two ways. He can say, all right, guys, I'll play along. Or he could get really pissed. And I rolled the dice and I said, yeah, it's the MJ and BJ morning show out of Tampa. And then click. 
<laughs> he hangs up, and the next thing we know, about noon, we get a call from the CEO of the company. Back then, it was JCOR, and Randy Michaels was the chief executive officer, and he says, guys, I need to talk to you. And then he tells the whole story. Jerry Seinfeld, uh, once you said MJ and BJ, he found out that it was WFLZ, 93.3 in Tampa. And then he got a hold of the corporate office and gets a hold of J Corps. And then he gets a hold of Randy. And he tells the story that his uh, assistant says, uh, Randy, uh, Jerry Seinfeld's on the phone for you. And Randy's like, yeah, right, sure. Anyway, <laughs> Randy's like, who's trying to you know gag me over here? Randy picks up the phone, and it really was Jerry Seinfeld, and Randy Michaels realized pretty quickly that it was Jerry Seinfeld, and Jerry Seinfeld proceeds to tell Randy that we've got these two DJs in Tampa. We, we, I know they work for your company. They've been calling me up like six times. They're waking me up at 4 o'clock in the morning. Uh, I'm not going to take – I want them fired. So Jerry, <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld tries to get us fired and even says to Randy Michaels – I'll tell you what, I'll do a free show for you anywhere in the country. I'll do a show for one of your radio stations. I want you to fire this MJ and BJ. I mean, that's, that's a pretty big deal. But anyway, listen, our ratings were on fire. The show is uh, hugely successful. And Randy Michaels, and I thank him for this, he stood up for us and said, Jerry, I'd love to have you do a show for us, but uh, they're one of the top shows in the entire company we're not going to fire MJ and BJ. They're radio morning guys, and you know we're sorry for the gag. And then I think Jerry hung up on him and said, well, listen, you stopped them from calling us, and that was the, the gist of the phone call, Randy Michaels. Randy Michaels said, MJ, BJ, stop calling Jerry Seinfeld, and that was it. We never called Jerry Seinfeld again. But what you did do, at least for the local market, was you bought a commercial during the Seinfeld finale. That's right. And the Seinfeld finale was on a Thursday. Right. The Thursday after the Wednesday that the MJBJ morning show cruise launched. Right. So you missed the Bon Voyage of the cruise. It's me and Hurricane welcoming all the MJ morning show listeners on the cruise. And you joined us in Key West. That's right. We had to fly down to Key West to join the ship. because. Well, I'll tell you why. We bought a local spot on Channel 8, WFLA Television, NBC in Tampa. We bought one of the local avails, local spots, not a national, but a local. Do you, know how much, do you remember how much we paid for that spot? Do you know how much that cost us? Was it, I mean, I don't, I would guess it was probably $40,000. It was $25,000. Okay, yeah, so I had you, no you're idea. A little high. It was, I, it, you know what? It might have been forty. You know, I was going to say 25,000, but I, I know it was at least 25. Now that you say 40, it might have been. Anyway, it was freaking expensive. It was like 25,000 to $40,000 for one 30 second spot. Didn't we even mention that Jerry tried to get us fired in the commercial? It was like, Jerry, give us a call. And you had somebody drop a phone into your hand. <laughs> Whatever. I can't remember the commercial, but yeah, we bought a commercial on Channel 8 in Tampa. And that's right. We didn't want to go on the cruise because we would have missed. The morning after, we just spent all that money, so that's why we did the show live from the Tampa studio. Then we joined the cruise down in Key West. Fester, good memory. I remember that oh, now. Yeah. yeah, that was a great cruise. Absolutely. Jerry Seinfeld tried to get the MJ and BJ morning show fired. And, of course, BJ left in early 2001. Then it became the MJ morning show. Man, there could have been no MJ and BJ and no additional MJ if, Randy Michaels would have said, yeah, do a free show for us. Uh, I'll fire MJ and BJ. But Randy Michaels did not. So 
I do thank him for that to this day. Could have been the Fester and Froggy show. Crap. Speaking of the MJ and BJ morning show, Fester, I found an old crotchety call that I think it's on one of the early CDs, but this did not get much airtime. I don't think this ever got played as a best of crotchety. You know, when we went on vacation, we would do a lot of uh, best of segments. We'd play some of the old crotchety calls. I don't think this ever got played on the air. So this is somewhat of a rare call, and it's also rare because it wasn't an outgoing crotchety. This was an incoming. Do you remember sometimes we would get phone solicitors or we would get folks calling the toll-free request line, the MJ uh, BJ or MJ hotline. Do you remember folks would call and it would be a phone solicitor and then the whoever answered the phone said, hey, we got a live one, we got a solicitor. And this is what's called a live crotchety. I took this call. All of the crotchety calls, I recorded those. And sometimes it took eight, ten phone calls in order for me to get somebody that bought the concept or for it to be funny enough. Like the carpet calls, the, the carpet crotchety calls. I, I went through 12 <laughs> different twelve different carpet places before I found those uh, two guys at the, you know, for Carpet Call 1 and Carpet Call 2. Those are on a, a previous podcast episode, by the way. I get uh, the, the notification, hey, MJ, somebody's on the phone. It's a, some phone solicitor. They're trying to sell something. I instantly go into live crotchety mode. We took the call live on the air. So we call this a reverse crotchety where they call us, and then I scam them and do the crotchety old man deal. And we're live on the air. So this is a classic crotchety. You just don't hear this much. Hello? Hi, is this Christine? Yes. Hi, my name's Lewis Williams. I'm calling on behalf of And because you're a valued member, I'm calling to offer you a free trial membership in the nationwide auto plan. As a member, you will receive 24 hours emergency roadside assistance, discounts on car maintenance and purchases, custom trip routing, lockout service, hotel, motel discounts, and much more. And by enrolling today, you will receive a free gift for his and her sports watches. Slow down. You're giving me a headache. What? Um, I'm calling from on the yes. trial membership. I, I'm possessed by Satan. Excuse me? What kind of sport watches do I get? You will get um, free his and her sports watches, but um, we're calling for a membership to the Nationwide Auto Plan. For Are you familiar with the benefits of an auto plan, man? Um, no, I'm not. Let's say that my car breaks down on the side of the road. Am I covered? Yes. Um, if you or your spouse ever had an emergency road situation like a flat tire, no gas, a dead battery. How about Beelzebub? Excuse me? How about Beelzebub crawling in the gas tank and making it all flicky? Yes, um, all you have to do, we have a 24 hours a day, seven days a week, toll-free number. You can call from anywhere in the country if your car happens to break down. I'm elderly, and about three years ago, when I was 90, I lost control of my vehicle and I ran over a bus stop, and I had four people pinned under the car, and the car bashed through the bus stop and landed inside of a Burger King. Would I be covered? 
Um, I'm sorry to hear that, but uh, your car would be covered. Um, how many cars do you have in your household? I've got seven, but they're all up on blocks in the front yard. Only one runs. Oh, that's fine. Any cars you or your spouse drive are covered at no additional fee, whether it's your own, rented, or borrowed. And your trial membership of full 30 days is free. How about road rage? Is that covered? Excuse me? Road rage. Um, can you clarify what that is, ma'am? You've never heard of road rage? Um, no, I haven't. Ask somebody right next to you if they know what road rage is. Um, I can't do that right now. That's when you, when you get very upset on the road and you decide to take out your frustrations on other drivers by weaving and swerving and cutting them off and even shooting them. Well, if your car overheat, overheats or if you have a flat tire or you need emergency gas delivery or should your battery die, you need a jump start. Let's at- say I'm in the middle of performing road rage because some whippersnapper cut me off and I pull out a gun and shoot them or I weave and swerve and a tire flies off. That would be covered? Yes, your tire would be covered. Even, even in the commission of a felony? Um... That's basically that you have to uh, consult that with the police officer, but your car would be covered. You know, understand? If you catch a flat tire, all you have to do is dial uh, the customer service toll-free number from anywhere in the country. A service will be able to reach you. My bowels haven't moved in three weeks. Is that covered? No, ma'am. Unfortunately, it's not. How, but, about, um, how about carjacking? Um, no, ma'am. Just um, any kind of emergency roadside service. I've been carjacked. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, ma'am. But uh, this just covers basic um, emergency used, roadside service. They used a garden hoe. Hmm? I was carjacked at, at garden hoe point. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, ma'am. But That's um, the big craze here. They're hijacking and carjacking people with garden tools. Okay, um... But with your permission, I'd like to process your 30-day free trial membership, and I'll send your preferred membership materials to you right away, and all the benefits I've described, plus many others, will be explained. Let's say that I sign up for the program, and I start testing it out by slashing my own tires or cutting my own fuel lines. Is that covered? Um, yes, uh, you, you, can call the, you can call the number and the services will come to you. And if you're not um, satisfied with the service within the 30 days, you can cancel at any time. And what, what if I don't like the tow truck driver? Am I allowed to kick them in the nuts? Um, I don't think so, ma'am, but you can request another one by dialing maybe your favorite service station. And you, uh, your covers will be reimbursed for up to $130 on whatever the service was needed. Because I'm very picky with my tow truck drivers. I understand. I'm the same way, ma'am. Um, but um, like I said, your dues, after the 30 days, your dues will conveniently... Let me, let me ask you another question before I sign up, because I, I like your program. Okay. And I think you're doing a great sales job. Okay. I'm listening, ma'am. Um, I am quite elderly, but I still like to get down and have hanky-panky. Do you know what I mean? Okay, ma'am. I understand. What do I mean? Um... Well, I can tell you like this, um, there are there are benefits from this auto plan. Let me let me make it clean and simple for you. I like to have sex in the back seat. Now let's say I'm really getting into it and the shocks break. Is that covered? Uh ma'am, that would be covered if your shocks happen to break and you just dial the number, the assistance will be coming to you as soon as possible. Okay, sign me up. 
Okay, ma'am. Um, great. Now, with your permission, I'd like to record our conversation and confirm your mail address so there's no chance of a clerical I, I mistake. Can't, I can't be heard on tape because I'm a member of the Devil Tribe. You can't be heard on tape. My voice does not print on tape because I'm a witch. Okay, I understand. Um, I'll just call my supervisor. Okay, um, is, I have your name as Christine. Could you call me back in five minutes? Um, unfortunately, I can't, ma'am, but this will only take a second. I've, go I've got to go because my bowels are about to move right now. Oh, um, they, they haven't gone in three weeks now. <laughs> I, I got to go. And there you go, the rare reverse crotchety phone call. Man, that guy could not be shaken. You know, I, I give the guy credit. He just kept sticking to the script. I mean, whatever I tossed at him, he just kept on going, went to the next line. You know that he was in some boiler room operation <laughs> making you know, these auto club phone solicitation calls. I, I had the guy going, oh, my God. But I mean, he was so flustered. He just went to the even when I hit him with some of the most ridiculous stuff, he continued with the sales pitch. And at the That's very it. end, it's almost like he was new and you could hear it sounded like a woman was there with him while he was making the call, almost like he was new. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, quickly here, speaking of phone solicitors, kind of reminds me of this insane movie that Michelle and I watched maybe two, three months ago, and it's actually about a phone solicitor. It's bizarre. I want to tell you too much, but if you want a freaky movie, Watch Sorry to Bother You. I think it's from like 2018. Sorry to Bother You? Sorry to Bother You. So find that movie, Fester. Let me know what you think. Okay. Hey, let's talk about your junk drawer and what you guys found just before we started recording the podcast. Yeah, we're really excited about it. Uh, we have a junk drawer, junk drawer in our kitchen, mm -hmm. and it's just accumulation of crap stuff. And Allison said yesterday, last night, she finally had enough of it. She's going to clean it out today. And she found some pretty cool things, including uh, this penny. Yeah, so you sent me a picture of this. This is insane. In the junk drawer. And do you have any idea where this came from or how long you've had it? Allison thinks it belonged to my mother, you know, because I got a bunch of coins after she passed. I don't know why this one would be separated from the other coins, but it is. It was just sitting there loose in the drawer. Fester sent me a photo just before the podcast. This is an, an 1858 Flying Eagle penny. Now, I, I didn't know it was called a Flying Eagle. Now, I do collect coins, but it's been a long, long time. I don't have any of these in my collection. So I just looked oh. up Flying Eagle because I, it looked like a Flying Eagle on the back of the penny. Sure enough, that's what they call it. It's an 1858 Flying Eagle penny, which... 1858 that's pre-civil war man i mean lincoln could have carried this penny yeah civil war was what 1861 to 1865 i think it was april to april actually so yeah pre-civil war eight let me look this have you guys looked this up yet no but MJ, Ulysses S. Grant could have bought a cigar with this penny. Oh, my God. All right, hold on. I'm going to eBay just to see what this thing could be worth. I'm going to go to completed auctions. All right, 1858 Flying Eagle Scent. Now, ours right. is in pretty good condition, too. Yeah, it's in decent condition. You can see the date. The eagle looks good. The date, 1858. Oh, my God. How much? 
Holy one just one just sold for twenty four thousand eight hundred dollars. Twenty four thousand eight Allison, Allison, MJ just looked up our penny on eBay. Twenty four thousand eight hundred dollars. Oh my god! I know. We can redo the pool. Yes! I know, MJ. Twenty is that, is that a hold on? Is that a completed auction? Is that a paid for auction? Uh, guys, uh, <laughs> I'm joking right, with you. Oh, come on, I'm kidding. Uh, Was it like $20,000? Uh, one sold for $33 last 30, week. Come on, $33? Bucks? $33. Here's one for oh. here's one for $40. For, is it as, here's one for $47. Oh, is plus, it as nice as mine? $47? Bucks? Plus, no. plus 85 cents shipping. <laughs> <laughs> Allison, I'm sorry. It's a little off on the numbers. It's not $24,000. It's like $0.24. Cents. That hurts my heart. <laughs> oh, Alice, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I couldn't help it. Yeah, it looks oh. like looks like the average on this is like thirty or forty bucks. You sent the letter off to the hiccup girl, right? Yeah, I wrote her a letter on Friday at work, and I mailed it uh, with a general RV stamp. So so she should be getting it today, I would imagine, yeah. or tomorrow. Jennifer, me, the hiccup girl who is serving life in prison, Fester. On last week's podcast, we we're talking about her, and we're going to see if we can maybe get her on. Maybe she can make a prison phone call on that you know phone line that every two minutes it says this is a call from the so and so correctional facility. She is in the Lennox Correctional Facility in uh, Rayford, Florida, I think, or, or Ocala, Florida. She's up there, and hopefully she gets it. I, I did read. I did read. I went to the, the Florida State Prison website to find out protocol about writing prisoners, and uh, every piece of letter, every piece of mail gets opened up. Nothing in a manila envelope, nothing in a padded envelope. So I, I put it in a plain white envelope, just her her name and, and I guess, employee, or not employee number, uh, inmate number right there and yeah. hopefully she gets it yeah i think she's got an inmate number not an employee number do you use tiktok or do your kids do you allow your daughter to be on tiktok or is she too young for that hadley my daughter is eight and she'll be nine in october and i have her on no social media yeah it's probably a good idea i told my kids to get rid of tiktok a long time ago because of the fact that it was a Chinese company that was behind TikTok. And a couple of years ago, I remember reading that there were big security concerns regarding TikTok and a Chinese company with affiliations with the Chinese government, potentially spying on users and their phones and their information, their data worldwide. I told my kids, if you've got TikTok, get rid of it. And I know I watched them delete it from their phones, both Julian and Chloe. And here we go. It's starting to get even more attention in just the last couple of weeks. For instance, here's a story. Trump is weighing TikTok's fate. National Security Advisor says President Trump considering whether to ban Chinese-owned social media platform TikTok. White House National Security Advisor Robert O'Brien said last Wednesday, TikTok allows users to post creative video compilations and is extremely popular among teens rivaling U.S.-based Instagram and Snapchat. The president is looking very closely at TikTok and WeChat. TikTok, and- <laughs> not TikTok. What did I say? TikTok. I meant TikTok. The, <laughs> let me read. The president is looking very closely at TikTok <laughs> and WeChat and some of these other applications that the Chinese are using to obtain data. 
personal, private, intimate data on Americans and then taking it back to Beijing where they can use it for malicious or maligning purposes. This is what O'Brien told reporters uh, at the White House last week. The Trump administration is preparing a significant rollout of measures with respect to China. Trump and U.S. officials are angered by China allegedly withholding early information about COVID-19. There's no doubt about it. Also, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, he also said last week that we're looking at TikTok and that Americans should use the social network only if you want your private information in the hands of the Chinese Communist Party. I told my kids like a year and a half, maybe two years ago to get rid of TikTok. Let me, I know Julian did because I asked Julian, but I don't know about Chloe. She did originally, but I wonder if she reinstalled it. Let me get Chloe on the phone. Hold on a sec. Hello. Chloe. Hi. Dad here, obviously. Hey, Chloe, quick question. What social media apps do you have on your phone right now? Right now. And be honest. Be be honest with me. I want to know everything you have on your phone. Tell me. Okay. I have Instagram. I have Snapchat. I have Facebook, Twitter, and I don't know if LinkedIn counts, but I have that too, and I don't even use it. <laughs> LinkedIn? What? What about TikTok? I don't have that because you told me to delete it. And you did not put it back on? No. When I asked Julian the other day, he said, well, you probably put it back on. So you're telling me that you really did not put TikTok back on your phone? Yeah. Hold Hold on a sec. Chloe, wait a sec. Do you have TikTok? Be honest with me. Do you have TikTok on your phone? No. So why did you why you laugh? Um, because I laugh a lot. <laughs> oh, liar! All right, all right, Chloe, hang on. Be honest with me. <laughs> I know that you're 18. You're an adult. You're going on 19. Be honest with me. Do you have TikTok on your phone? Yes or no? As of right now, no. How about as of two minutes ago before I called you? <laughs> um, still no. <laughs> Chloe, really, when was the last time you had TikTok on your phone? Like three days ago, and Julian told me to delete it. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? Why'd you just lie to me? Come on. Because <laughs> I didn't want to get in trouble. So when I asked Julian a couple of days ago, he actually contacted <laughs> you and said, Dad's asking about TikTok again? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> You have to know that Julian and I have each other's backs, okay? All right? <laughs> Chloe, what did I tell you like two years ago about TikTok? Okay, TikTok wasn't even a thing two years ago. It was like six months ago. No, it was not. Ju- hold on. Julian just walked in. Julian, come here. <laughs> Julian just walked into the bed. How long ago did I first tell you guys to get rid of TikTok? How long ago was it? Uh, Maybe about a year and a half ago. It's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah. Oh. It's, it's been a while. All right, now, Chloe just admitted after lying to me first that she had TikTok on the phone like three days ago, but then you called her up or you texted her that, 
I'm talking about it again. So you did you tell Chloe you better get TikTok off your phone because Dad's making noise? No, I, I just I, I told her when you asked me to tell her to take it off her phone. That's what I did. I she took it off and then she said she did. Chloe, Ugh. I Chloe, why? Tell me again. Why don't I want TikTok on your phones? I don't know. The Chinese are spies. Yes. <laughs> we're we're concerned. Seriously, there's big concern that the Chinese communist government is getting everything, and maybe they have a link into your phone. Maybe they can do some phishing. Well, data mining. Yeah, yeah, d- data mining. How the hell does Julian know what data mining is? Uh, Julian knows all kinds of stuff. All right, so I, I just caught your sister. Hi, right, Julian. Thanks for popping up all here. Right. Hey, Chloe. What? Do not put TikTok back on your phone. Okay, okay. The concern is is that the Chinese maybe can backdoor into your phone, that they're, like Julian said, data mining. They're stealing your information. Trust me. Like- do not put TikTok back on your phone. Yes, sir. And I want you to <laughs> send a message to the White House. Apologize to President Trump for for putting it on after I told you to take it off a year and a half ago. All right. Bye. <laughs> All right. So technically, she was honest. In the present tense, she did not have it on her phone. But she deleted it just three days ago because I was harping on Julian and Julie I think I might have said you better make sure your sister doesn't have it so Julian got a hold of Chloe Chloe then pulled it off three days I could tell could you hear how cagey she was at the beginning of the phone call you know what I believed her because she even said she even like Michelle she even over enunciated when she wanted to make a point you asked me to delete it and then I believed her and then she laughed and then it was over. Julian's still in the room here. Now, Julian, you have that tile thing. Which tile do you have for, like, your keys and everything? I have multiple. I have, like, I have a tile slim for my wallet. I have a couple tile slims, and then I have, like, the tile keychain where it has a little loop on all right, it. Do you have one that actually has a button on it? Yeah, well, they all have buttons on Oh, they them. do? All right, so Fester has it. I thought there was a... I didn't know that yours had buttons, but Fester's fat ass, he keeps sitting on the button, and it's setting it all... All right, Fester, what's going on here? So... My wife has pointed out that I always lose my uh, wallet and I misplace my keys all the time. Every morning I'm leaving, where's my wallet? Where's my keys? So she surprised me with, like Julian has, the tile slim. And I have it here and you can see it is no bigger than a debit card or a credit card. Right. It looks like it's a a little thicker than a credit card. Yeah, yeah, probably. But it's the same footprint. uh, So it fits right Right. in the wallet. Mm -hmm. And uh, from your phone. You, there's an app you download and you press find my wallet and then this card chimes and you can find your wallet. <laughs> but then it works the other way that if you press the button on the slim, it'll ring your phone. Right. <laughs> and 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 I have such a small ass for such a fat man. I saw- when I sit on a hard chair. <laughs> My ass activates the tile. (laughs) So in the past two weeks, my phone has rang like 50 times. What is your current weight? A lean, a lean 328. Oh, my God. Is there a weight notice? that? I'm a very large man, but I have a very small ass proportionally. I mean, there are some guys, 300 pounds, they have huge ass. That's right. You're that's like, not me. That's right. You're like an assless 328. Yes. Yes. So it's like, it's like 
straight pelvic you've bone got, you've on got, my wallet. You've got the cliff pants. You've got the when you wear pants, it's like your ass fell off a cliff. It's like a slope slant ass. You don't you don't have a big bulbousy jammed in like a a pair of velour running pants ass. No no big packed up bunky ass on this guy. <laughs> so I pinch I, I essentially like like a crab cracker just snap my wallet with pressure from my pelvic bone and a hard seat and it presses the tile feature and my phone rings <laughs> all the time it's hysterical a couple of stories which caught my attention i don't know what the hell is going on with fast food in the last i don't know week week or so Check this out. Burger chain Five Guys has fired or suspended several employees from an Alabama location after three police officers said that they were denied service. Now, the incident occurred on Tuesday when three cops entered the location for Five Guys in Daphne, Alabama, and they were told that you got to wear masks. Now, I don't know why the cops went in without wearing masks, so... They went out to their car to get their face coverings, but when they returned, multiple employees turned their backs on them and refused to serve them. One of the employees was allegedly overheard saying, I'm not serving them. The chain said in a statement that all employees involved faced repercussions for the incident. Five Guys and the Daphne, Alabama franchise want to thank the Daphne Police Department for their support in working together toward a resolution. Now, I think this was probably, Fester, more about uh, Black Lives Matter, maybe, or... Than it was masks, right. Or defund the, the police. You know, again, I just, I wish we wouldn't politicize everything out there. Yeah, tell us to the Washington Redskins. Good luck. Yeah, yeah, how about but that? It, does the story go on to say how many employees were being reprimanded? It does not. It says multiple employees, and also... Five Guys said that they're shuttering the location temporarily for further education and customer service training with a representative from the Daphne Police Department. Now, the cops should have gone in there in the first place with the face coverings, but I think it gave the employees that probably had a little anti-cop bias an excuse to give them crap. Poor cops. I mean, you know, serve them their burger, let them get on their way. Listen, the bottom line is, is that 99% of the cops out there are good. They do good work. The men and women they serve, they protect. And you got some bad apples. It, it is essential that police departments weed out the bad apples. You do have some bad cops out there, but it's a very small percentage. And I just hate to see the men and women of law enforcement who we count on when we call 911. For an emergency who are there, you heard about the two cops that went to a call in Texas, a domestic violence call. Two cops were killed when uh, the guy in the DV call uh, opened fire on them. Yeah, they just showed up to protect, to enforce laws, to help people, and they get killed. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I mean, please, yeah, don't even think about spitting on law enforcement. First of all, that'll put you in jail. If you get caught tampering with food. And I know that a lot of cops are worried about it these days. It just, it sucks that they have to worry about this. But don't mess with cops' food. The bulk of the police officers out there do a fantastic job serving and protecting their communities. All right, a couple more fast food stories. I don't know what it is. Arkansas. Man allegedly shoots into pizzeria after he was snubbed on pizza toppings. 
You know what? Don't get me started about pizza toppings. You know, I can actually see that. I, I you know, this might be justified. Yeah. I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm, 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 say, I'm on the guy's side I, so far. I, I'm Joe. I'm, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. What are you talking about with pizza toppings? All right. So I always order my pizzas with a little bit of like the beef topping, green pepper, and black olive. And they're a little light on some of the uh, toppings. Well, then say something. Tell them they're a little light on some of the toppings. I'm, no, I'm to go. I see, I see. You get it. You carry it out. You get home. And I'm pissed. Then I eat it anyway. And then you <laughs> forget about it until the next time. And you realize, hey. And then one time I complained about it. And my pizza was all black olive. <laughs> it was great. It was great. <laughs> Here's the story. Arkansas guy fired gunshots through the front window of a pizzeria. After arguing with an employee over getting an insufficient amount of toppings on his pizza pie. That's right. Michael Brown was arrested on multiple felony charges after the violent encounter at Pie 5. Pie 5 in in Little Rock, Arkansas. (laughs) Pie 5 employee Ebony Smith said Brown became upset with her because she wasn't putting enough toppings on his pizza, according to the Little Rock police. She called her manager and handed the phone to Brown, which he proceeded to throw at Smith's face. Another employee asked him to leave, and he began arguing, went outside to his van. He then walked back to the restaurant holding a gun. Brown was locked out of the restaurant, so he shot the glass out of the front door while standing on the patio area. Brown then got into his car, drove away in a white van, Brown later turned himself in and admitted in a police interview that he was upset over the portion size of the food he received. He admitted going into his van to grab the gun and shoot out the window. This imbecile was arrested and charged with six felony terrorist act counts and a misdemeanor battery rap. For I guess yeah. throwing the phone in her face. Nobody, thank God, was injured. What the hell is wrong with people? And then another pizza story. Ohio Little Caesars delivers pizza with a pepperoni swastika on it. This is a couple of weeks old already. Who the hell making pizzas at Little Caesars? Pizza, pizza, swastika, swastika, swastika. Who who the hell would make a swastika on a pie? What idiots? Hitler, Hitler. Uh, An Ohio couple ordered a pizza horrified to open the box to find its pepperoni arranged as a swastika. Jason Laska said that he had picked up the pie Saturday night from a Little Caesar shop in Brook Park, Ohio, brought it home. My wife turned and asked me, babe, did you order this? Did they make it for you? And I turned around and looked at it, and I could see the shock on her face, and then my jaw just dropped. The couple called the pizza joint, which had just closed, to complain and received the response the next day, the employees told him that it was supposed to be an internal joke they were playing on each other, and that the employee who did it never intended for the pizza to actually go out. Well, guess what? It went out. It went out. Yeah. The manager told them that employees involved were let go, but the couple said they uh, never planned to return to the store. We're the type of people that support the diversity in our country, we embrace and love it. We just want to see this hate stop. Yeah, Little Caesars confirmed in a statement that the chain fired the employees involved in the offensive incident. They said we have zero tolerance, zero, zero, uh, tolerance for the racism and discrimination <laughs> in any form. And these franchise store employees were immediately terminated. 
We're deeply disappointed that this happened as this conduct is completely against our values. Let me say, and I got one more story, but let me say that in all of these stores and certainly with the big franchises like uh, Little Caesars or uh, what, what was the other one? Uh, well, five, five, five Guys. guys exactly. They have lots of stores. There are thousands and thousands and thousands of employees at either company stores or franchise stores. The bulk of these employees are great. And again, when you have a huge cross section of people that work for you, you're going to have some idiots. I mean, you're going to have some total schmucks on wheels that do really stupid things from time to time. Clearly, that happened here. But I don't blame the companies as a whole. I blame the idiot employees. And then finally, speaking of a national chain, and they do a great job, Jimmy John's. Julian, you love Jimmy John's, don't you? I do like their sandwiches, yeah. What's your favorite Jimmy John's sub? I mean, I just get like the make your own or whatever with ham, cheese, mayo, and yeah. lettuce. Yeah, he likes Jimmy it's John's. It's called the ham. It's yeah. called the ham and cheese, <laughs> yeah, what it's, it's called. Not called, a make your own kid. Uh, well, how about this? In all of the issues that are going on with ropes and nooses and, uh, I mean, who would do this? In a video posted to social media, and also this is like a week or 10 days old, a video was posted on social media. Employees at a Jimmy John's in Woodstock, Georgia, made a noose out of bread dough, posted it on social media, and you can actually see the dough noose, the bread noose, around a guy's neck being held up. And four Jimmy John's workers fired after they posted this incident occurred at a Woodstock, Georgia, Jimmy John's, where the employees filmed themselves playing with a noose that appears to be made of bread dough. Again, this is just dumb. And then to put it on social media, one employee drapes the noose over the neck of another and yanks it repeatedly as the others watch and laugh. Near the bottom is a celebratory happy 4th of July filter. The clip was posted on Snapchat, later shared across other social media platforms. Anyway, Jimmy Johns condemned this, the issue, the incident, said the employees have been fired. Again, Jimmy Johns, we have zero tolerance for racism or discrimination in any form. Uh, that was the comment from the company. I believe them 100%. Again, nothing wrong with Jimmy Johns. Yeah, a couple of stupid, idiot, boneheaded, dope employees at one location that did something stupid, and it's not uh, indicative of, of the whole chain and it's just unfortunate that in this day and age that with the proliferation of social media you can smear or give a great company a bad name and that's why these companies are dependent on their employees that sometimes make really dumb decisions fester yeah nobody's pointed out that this bread is really fresh at jimmy john's for them to have the extra dough to make this stupid noose Fresh bread all the time there, man. Kudos to them. Yeah. For their fresh bread. Don't do stupid things uh, at your place of employment, folks. If you want to get a hold of us, this has been a good episode. I can't, can you believe Froggy is not here? No provision. You know, he didn't even tell me. He didn't even tell us that he was going on vacation to the mountains. It was an honest mistake on his part because he thought he'd have cell service or, or internet service. He's got nothing. Fine. Nothing. He texts me during the podcast. Oh, oh, well, like tonight? Yeah, he's like, is MJ mad at me? <laughs> and I, I, I wrote, I was like, it'll be fine. We're busting your chops right now. <laughs> and he's right. like, okay. Oh, do I have email? You know what? I have, hold on. I have, I think, one email that I wanted to get to. Yes. Speaking of Froggy. Hey, MJ, it's Luis from Tampa. 
was on Instagram and saw that Keenan Thompson was going to make an appearance on a Tampa Bay Lightning Players podcast uh, or Instagram show. Alex Colleen and Froggy's neighbors with him and can't get him on your podcast. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Listen, Luis. They run in totally different circles, I assure you. Oh, my God. Enid hangs out with pro athletes, and Froggy hangs out with pro janitors. Yeah. Hey, get a hold of us, folks. Uh, Email me, mj at mjmorningshow.com. Comments, questions, bit requests, things that you remember. Love to share your email, folks. Drop us a line, mj at mjmorningshow.com. That is the email address, mj at mjmorningshow.com. Of course, spread the word about the podcast. Tell everyone that MJ and Froggy, well, not this episode, and Fester mm. and the Kang, we are back. This is already the 32nd episode, and word of mouth is the best. So tell everyone on your social media, put the links up. Hey, the MJ Morning Show is back. Go to mjmorningshow.com for all the details. I would really appreciate it, folks, if you would be some warriors for us on social media and just spread the word that the MJ Morning Show is back every week, every Tuesday morning with a brand new episode. And just share with uh, your folks on social media, whether it's Instagram, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, wherever, uh, just in your post, just say, go to mjmorningshow.com mjmorningshow.com we have all of the past episodes there all of the platforms where you can subscribe and download also make sure you leave us a message on the mj morning show hotline we could even use your voicemail on the show the hotline is 813-467-6290 that's 813-467-6290 for voicemail or you can text us send a text to the exact same number, 813-467-6290. On Twitter, give me a follow. I'm at Todd Schnitt. That's at T-O-D-D-S-C-H-N-I-T-T. On Instagram, I am at Certified Todd Schnitt. And I've been shooting a whole lot of Instagram lives lately and then posting them to my feed. Julian, by the way, thanks for being my special photographer when I do Instagram live a lot a lot of the time. Yeah, I mostly take care of them. Uh, we've been doing some driving trips well, we went to get pizza and sushi and just a whole bunch of cool videos that we've shot. Uh, and you can just see those at my Instagram feed. And give me a follow on Instagram at Certified Todd Schnitt. Fester, anything else before we get out of here? You know, I thought it was a really good episode. I didn't miss Froggy at all. <laughs> Froggy, <laughs> you're fired. No, he'll be back next week. Uh, he, he just texted me. He said he has a good Peloton <laughs> follow-up story for next week. Oh, that's right. The Peloton's supposed to arrive. All right. All right. See you next week, folks. The MJ Morning Show. Radio Influence strives to bring you excellence in podcasting. We work with personalities like TV chef Brian Duffy, radio personalities like Ian Beckles, news and political pundits like independent journalists Frank and Tracy Beans, experts from the sports world like veteran football scout and coach Chris Landry, pro wrestling personality David Penzer, MMA experts Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan, and strength and conditioning coach Jeff Crochelle. If you're looking for food, sports, music, entertainment, politics, no matter the topic, Radio Influence has something for everyone. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com. 